I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to another edition of Life Behind Bars. I'm Noah Rothbaum, the Daily Beast Half Full Editor. Joining me as always is my colleague and co-host, David Wondrich. Hello. Today we have a special episode. I feel like I say that every time, but they're all unique to me. Um, <laughs> Dave and I spend an inordinate amount of time in the air traveling. Um, I think your your Delta status is higher than mine. I'm trying not to be too obsessive about it. It's, but... it's reasonably high. It doesn't uh, get you anything extra, though. Oh, that's not all right. That's that's a whole other podcast that's coming out next fall. Yeah, uh, wait for it. Wait for it. Um, but um, with all that said, Dave and I do spend probably more time than we should um, in airports, on flights, crisscrossing the globe, and um, as a result, we see sort of the 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 good, the bad, and the ugly of of airports and airport drinking. Uh, you know, it's. I mean, airport bars. Uh... Thank God for them. One, absolutely, and two, holy crap! Yeah, I, I mean, I'll get <laughs> they, this out of the way. Yeah. I think more airports could use bars. Um, they could use more better bar. bars. Well, better bar, but I would take bar. I would just take bars, right? Yeah. I would like let's start first. Like, yeah, not every airport even no. has a bar, and even ones where you think they would have an amazing bar, like you know, I was just down in Louisville yeah. over the weekend, and. Um, yeah, you know, up until recently, there wasn't really a great bar, and there's no bar once you get past security. Like, there's literally once you're you're at your gate, and you know, God forbid, there's a delay. That choice is Starbucks or Chili's. I mean, Chili's does serve beer, and I I may have had a morning beer on on some trips there. I mean, it it's possible theoretically, not as anyway. good as morning scotch, yeah. but morning beer is 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 acceptable. You would think there, of all places, there would be a place to cool your jets, um, you know, drink some whiskey, you know, have a cocktail between flights. It would be welcome. No. It would be welcome. Uh, right? I have been extremely hungover in that airport. Yeah, I can believe it. In Louisville from yeah. bourbon trips and events and seeing Hank Williams the Third and doing shots backstage and uh, ooh. Ooh, uh, even seeing him uh, – uh, take off his cowboy hat, shake down his long hair, and do a metal set just to uh, make the country music fans angry. That's amazing. Uh, so, I love uh, it. I love it. <laughs> and that might have led to uh, shots backstage yeah. and extreme pain at the yeah. at the Louisville airport the next day. But uh, and, and I, I would have really very, very gladly had a, a yeah. Bloody Mary there had one been offered to me. We've definitely missed out on sort of the. Pan Am glory days of travel, you know, that, oh, you know, the true. beautiful lounges and well, airports and terminals. As, and, as is my want, I did a little research into the history of the airport. Bar, I had a feeling you might. And uh, it's very funny. Uh, you know, airports come in in the late 1920s. Right. Because uh, that's when you first start getting uh, commercial passenger 
travel. I mean, in these you're, little you're tiny telling, planes. You're telling that Orville and his brother, you know, when they were yeah, and then they put the, they put the person on the back in Kitty Hawk. There yeah. wasn't a bar along the beach, and <laughs> if you and I were the Wright brothers, right. there might have been a bar because <laughs> that thing looked terrifying, and I would have liked to drink before. And I after, would need but, with a, uh, some Dutch courage to get into yeah. it. But you really you start seeing airport bars popping up in the 1930s. And the first thing I found was a great story about this uh, this uh, English guy J. A. Mollison, who uh, was at the airport in Le Touquet in France, which was a mm. resort, a very fancy resort, and uh, he was a pilot. And as he told the press later. Uh, I felt good and left the airport bar where I had some drinks. And he got into his plane and went and did aerobatic loop-de-loops over the beach oh. and nearly gave everybody awesome. a heart attack uh, because they had never seen such a thing. And he just flew completely crazy and then <laughs> landed and, and got him into a whole lot of hot water. But the fact that they had a, a bar at the airport at Le Touquet yeah. was kind of amusing to me. And you start seeing them coming in. Uh, I think first they were in Europe before they were here. Uh, partly probably because after effects of prohibition. Sure. But uh, you start seeing them coming in here in the early 1940s, and they're a little bit controversial. Do we want a bar in our airport? Right. Even as late as like 1947, uh, Honolulu was still debating whether wow. they should have a bar. And that's in Honolulu. Right. They should have a bar. Yeah, yes. absolutely. A uh, swim-up bar. It's a long flight that you're going to get on. But uh, you start seeing like uh, there's things like two – Nazi consuls in America are sent home in the middle of 1941. World War II is raging. We're not in it yet. And they have their farewell party at the airport bar in San Francisco, and wow. 125 people show up, which scares me. Yeah. I don't want to hear about no. any of those people. No. I don't, no. I don't like Who, those people. Yeah. <laughs> Who were those people? I don't know. There's a photo of these guys, right. though, and they're not attractive. No. <laughs> Be an interesting book trying to figure out who those people yeah, were. Yeah, about that party, right yeah. about that party. But uh, it was definitely the Nazi party at the airport bar. I mean, that story does raise a good point where, you know, obviously now you go to the airport and you need a ticket to go to the gate and watch the planes. But when it started and really up until oh, yeah. not that many years ago, that was like a thing to do. Like you would go to the airport, you could have dinner, you could have drinks, watch the planes take off. Like this was this was entertainment. One of the great uh, restaurants and cocktail bars in America was the Newarker I was at just, the Newark I was, Airport. I was going to bring that yeah, one up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, well, go. Yeah. <laughs> it was Joe Baum's first yeah. uh, you know, restaurant or one of his first. And he obviously went on to run Restaurant Associates and the Rainbow Room. The Four Seasons. The Four Seasons. The Forum uh, of Twelve Caesars. Right. Uh, all, like all these iconic American restaurants. And obviously, you know, sort of unwittingly gives, you know, the, the impetus for the rebirth of the cocktail when he tasks Dale DeGroff. You know, to you know, sort of, I don't even think it was unwittingly. I well, think he knew what he was doing. Do you think so? I yeah. mean, it, it, or or at least he he definitely knew about cocktails and wanted cocktails the classic way, which was something that at the time nobody was really yeah, doing in the eighties. I mean, at the Rainbow that. Room, and even Dale admits that when you know Joe would you know told him what he wanted, he had no idea what he was talking about. Wait, drinks without sour mix? Like, sim- I guess sim- I can do that. Simple, like he just <laughs> yeah. not you know. I don't yeah. think I don't think. He wasn't the type of, at least from what Dale has told me, he's not the type of guy that you said no to. So if yeah. Joe wanted classic cocktails made like some crazy guy called Jerry Thomas, you you went out and you looked for Jerry Thomas. And like that's when Dale started, you know, digging yeah. in, you know, old bookstores. And when when, when Joe asked you to do something, you didn't ask him any questions <laughs> back. You just went and did it. Right. 
obviously years before the New Yorker. The New Yorker. The New Yorker. Newark. Newarker. Newarker. That's maybe why it's no longer around. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you would go to the airport in Newark, which, you know, is not my favorite thing to do. But you can imagine how good the restaurant must have been in the bar if people yeah. were actually willing to go out to Newark to the airport have dinner, have drinks, watch the watch planes the planes take. come and come and go. Yeah, and I mean that was, was it was a fun thing to do. Yeah, you know if if you're in uh, Long Beach, California, it's a small airport that I think JetBlue uses. Yeah, sometimes they still have their 1930s uh, oh, airport that's... bar on the second floor. Uh, of course, you got to go through security right. for it now, but but it's it's kind of worth it. It's though. the same yeah. thing though. It's like it's got huge windows. You can watch the planes yeah. come and go. You could sit at this elegant Art Deco cocktail bar, oh. and you can get the worst drinks that you're ever going right. to have. <laughs> Which is the problem with these things. Right. As they always say, a good place for a bottle of beer or yeah, a or, can you know, of maybe, maybe a, a scotch of. and soda. Or yeah, something, exactly. Something like that. A gin and tonic they can probably yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Anything you could get on a plane. <laughs> Absolutely. I saw somebody, you know, on social media a couple of months ago posted a photo of like, you know, what a normal Pan Am, you know, a plane looked like, you know, in the 50s. And it was this. This amazing shot, you know, the seats looked like kind of like pork loungers, you know, or couches, and everybody yeah. was very dapper. And you know, everybody people, dressed up. People, yeah, I mean, this was, you know, forget, you know, yoga pants and basketball jerseys, as I've seen recently. People were, you know, in suits, and jackets, and ties, and, and, I, you know, and fancy I think dresses. The, the airport bars originally mirrored that. They were yeah. elegant, you know, cocktail lounges. That's... It was a good job. But uh, at some point, it took a turn. I still re uh, remember I was, uh, this was, ooh, 20 years ago. I was uh, went to see Tom Waits on one of his rare tours uh, for his, his album, Frank's Wild Years. And somebody starts uh, heckling him from the audience at, at City Center here in New York, a small venue. It's kind of yeah. funny. It's like, why are you heckling Tom Waits? <laughs> hey. Somebody is like yelling something. And Tom what leans into the mic. What is he building in there? Yeah, exactly. Right. He leans into the mic and he goes, is that you, Charlie? You still got that job out at the airport? That's and everybody amazing. just cracks up, you know, because that was, that was, he just completely owned and dragged and cut right. and dissed right. this guy. Right. Like, and it, it's it's a shame that that's what it's kind of come down to. Yeah. Because it, those, that used to be a good job. Or there's a famous story about it happened one night, that movie, right? And, yeah. And, um, you know, it was early on in the Oscars. They're giving out Frank Capra, you know, movie. At the time, the Oscars wasn't like a glitzy affair. It was like a luncheon that mm -hmm. was just like any other industry. They gave out the awards. And, you know, it was a big kind of sort of scandal was that uh, Claudette Colbert, you know, who won an Oscar for her portrayal, mm -hmm. was wearing a travel suit. Like she wasn't <laughs> wearing like a normal suit, yeah. but a travel suit. And people knew the difference. I mean, wow. so the fact that like people yeah. literally had fancy clothes that were designed for travel and that could be you know spotted i mean that's I mean, so as much as far as i can tell right now uh travelers don't know the difference between clothes with sleeves and clothes without them <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make getting through security easier that's, yeah, that's all yeah. i think i'll say yeah you know hotel uh, uh hotel i keep saying hotel bars they're kind of related though hotel Absolutely. bars and airport bars are bars that have captive populations and and have seen also their i think their fortunes sort of rise and fall rise almost and fall. connected exactly. like at exactly. the same time they used to be elegant places. So much management has come in in airport bars. And, yeah. You know, everything's in a gun. Everything's metered. Right. Uh, you, you don't get the best trained bartenders there. You don't get. Usually not. Usually not. There are exceptions, of course. Yeah. 
I mean, one of my favorites is uh, in uh, one of my least favorite uh, airports is <laughs> Hartsfield Jackson in Atlanta, yeah, which is uh, a big, frustrating airport where there are many delays. Ooh. And uh, I'm always happy if I get delayed there because I can go to Terminal E to go to One Flew South which is a lovely cocktail bar with real hospitality. Yeah. And they have things like rum agricole. They'll make you a tea punch. Right. You know, they'll make you a real drink. I love there that's kind of like the post office. All the knives and all the implements have to be chained down yeah. to the bar top because <laughs> yeah. it is the airport after all. It but, is the airport. But even with all of those kind of limitations, they're turning out really, really amazing drinks. It's the desire of management to do it because yeah. I don't fault uh, airport bartenders. You know, they tend to have jobs where they're expected to just maximize profit and not give any hospitality. Sure. That's not, you know, nobody cares about that. Their right. boss doesn't care. <laughs> and uh, they're not expected to be creative mixologists. Or, no, no. Or, or they don't even have the tools and to I'm work with. And I'm not sure that travelers want that. You know, nobody yeah. wants to, you know, you have a few minutes, you don't, you know, before your flight, yeah. you know, nobody wants to wait for a you know, every, you know, a 25 minute long wait. Although now we've got so many options, you know, there's so many places in an airport, there are chains that have bars, there are craft breweries, breweries. there is room, I think, you know, for the occasional self-selecting, we make great cocktails here. Speakeasy style uh, airport bar. Yeah. Be um, behind the Toomey store, open up the right suitcase. Yep, yep. And you're, you're <laughs> Walk <in> a... <laughs> through, pull, pull aside this level of rollaways. You exactly. Know? <laughs> <laughs> behind the giant Toblerone bar is yeah. uh, is a door into a speakeasy. I, I, I'm, I'm, you're right, and and I think even like we've seen some better um, food options too over the years. Like mm-hmm. we ran a story um, here, uh, I think a year or two ago, it was sort of called the, the new golden age of airport food, and you know, sort of talking about. How people like Shake Shack or, you know, Cat Cora or Rick Bayless, you know, yeah. have opened up, you know, better, you know, food. And it's food with drinks, too. Yeah. Even like in uh, Minneapolis, and that's mm-hmm. one of my favorite airports. And I find myself going through there, you know, as much as I It's a nice, well run airport. Yeah. yeah. And on one side, is, there's like a, there's a brewery. There's a, one of the local wine stores in town has now like a wine, cheese, mm-hmm. meat, like kind of eatery right in the main food hall of French Meadow, which is like a great local restaurant. So, I mean, that that's sort of the future, I think. Where you, 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 know, see, you see it in Europe where they have uh, a little more hospitality. The places are a little more natural. Yeah. Uh, sometimes a little too natural. I was uh, in uh, the airport at Cork once at about six in the morning and people were too <laughs> no. deep at the bar drinking pints. <laughs> and I was, okay, that's yeah. 6 a.m. Yeah. That's, uh, that's impressive. Yeah. Uh, one of my the greatest maybe the greatest airport bar experience of my life was at the bar at Gatwick uh, outside of London. Which you don't often hear somebody no, utter I know, those words. I know ever. Uh, I was flying to there was some mixology summit. This was oh twelve years ago or more. There's some mix. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Mixology Summit in France, and a whole bunch of top American cocktail people came over from uh, from New York. We had to change planes. Uh, we had to change airports from Heathrow to Gatwick. Right. And there was Sasha Petrosky. There was Robert Hess and Audrey Saunders and uh, oh, a dozen people uh, at right. least. We arrive late in uh, in Heathrow and we get in our car and drive desperately to Gatwick and miss our flight. And suddenly there's this point we'd get we'd gained a bunch of people. There's like 20 of us, including right. a bunch of English uh, top bartenders. And, and we're all waiting to get on this flight to uh, Marseille. And uh, we had four hours. So there's the bar and it's this pub, like classic British pub. And uh, we started in ordering the chips and ordering right. the pints of, uh, of of beer and and the uh, the shots of whiskey, and uh, two and a half hours later, they came to this and they said, "I'm sorry, we're completely out of beer," and, <laughs> and then uh, we finished all their whiskey too. Right. <laughs> I've never done that. It was a big place. We drank them right. dry. Wow. Oh, uh, we we probably we must have that's, had that's like, a bar tab that I do not want to pay. The, there were uh, there were at least twenty of us, and there must have been something like six pints each, something wow. like that. Yeah. We even more. Some people were were real uh, pint yeah. sinkers, and uh, <laughs> it was amazing. We drank everything, that's everything in the amazing. place. Amazing. I love it. Even some of the airplanes back in the day, like you know the large ones, had oh, yeah. the you know sort of bar and i think some of the emirates flights now have uh or air france have i was like on a, an emirates uh, business class flight not too long ago for private business of my own right. <laughs> <laughs> well, well uh. anyway yeah no it was uh i was coming back from uh from italy and they had a cocktail bar at the back of the cabin they had a real cocktail list yeah. that they handed out and uh unfortunately i tried ordering the aperol spritz and they made it without Aperol <laughs> oh. or ice. Well, what, so so uh, what was it? It was nasty. It was, you know. Just Prosecco? And yeah, it was Prosecco and uh, Prosecco. soda water and no Aperol and no ice. So it was not very good uh, because they, they said it was new and they were kind of. Uh, yeah. I, I tried a Negroni on the flight out, and that was okay. Okay, yeah. But uh, the Aperol Spritz was a little what? beyond them. They're making the flight attendants mix the drinks. Right. And they've got plenty of other stuff to worry yeah. about. So they really need just a bartender. When uh, the Hemingway Bar in the Ritz in Paris, when it was closed for a couple of years, uh, just a few years yeah. ago, when the whole hotel went under like this major renovation, and the head bartender, uh, Colin Field, um, from, from the bar, he's sort of, put on furlough, you know, mm-hmm. while they're, you know, while they're doing the renovation. And I think he spent a lot of time doing these like Air France flights where he <laughs> would, he would, you Get know, behind make, the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Make, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of, that, that sounds almost like a throwback to, uh, I mean like know. the Hindenburg, the Hindenburg had a bar back Did in it? the Zeppelin days. Wow. Yeah. They had a cocktail bar and they had their own cocktail list and everything, Wow, which is just crazy. And of course it all uh, burned up, but, uh, those big flying clippers, they had bars, you know. That's amazing. And so the people could could congregate. Sure. And, I, mean, uh, I mean, why wouldn't you? Well, you imagine how slow that would be to go across the ocean in a zeppelin. Like it must have taken. But it would have been pleasant. Well, that's what we say. Like, <laughs> yeah. Just slow, you know. Yeah. It's like a hot air balloon ride I mean, across the ocean. For a ocean. pleasant ride like that, I yeah. would uh, I would be happy if you know. There was a story in the New Yorker a few years ago about how. People are trying to recreate these, you know, sort of a new generation of flying ships, you mm-hmm. know, to transport oh, I like that, army. Yeah. And, but there was no mention of bars, sadly. Uh, I think that that amenity has been shelved. 
I uh, mean, airships with like huge cocktail bars. Right. I would travel across country in that. Yeah. Just pick up everybody. Yeah. Every yeah. we're going to the tails yeah. of the cocktail in my giant airship. Like, yeah. get on in. Get on in. Come on in. We've got room for twenty four at the yeah, bar. Exactly. We got bunk Line beds. Up, bunk beds. Sleep so, it off. You yeah, exactly. Know. You look out and watch the world go by at 5,000 feet, which is extremely pleasant. Yeah, that doesn't sound yeah, bad at all. It doesn't me, sound bad at all. The it more really the more we bad. talk about this, I'm like, yeah. this this is how, forget airports. I would you take and the I extra should, time. Yeah. yeah, we should buy an airship and yeah. outfit it with a bar. A bar and a kitchen and, yeah. you know, and just, uh, yeah, chill. Yeah, Enjoy. Why not? Just that, you know, so if you, if you need Dave or I, we'll be up. At five thousand feet, um, I'll, I'll be I'll be stirring up uh, martinis <laughs> and shaking up aviations. Right, the history, you know, obviously of cocktails, the names sort of come from a lot of what was going on at the period, and you get things like yeah, the aviation from the early days, from nineteen thirteen right. was, uh, which is still popular, sort of, uh, always sort of, but it's yeah. uh, you know with gin and uh, maraschino liqueur and lemon juice and maybe a little splash of creme de violette to make it blue and sky like. Yeah. But uh, that's, yeah, that's a never, classic. I, to be honest, I never really thought about that. But I guess you're right that that's it gives it the color. Yeah, right, of, and, the, of, and, of the, and obviously the, the color is. Yeah, hmm, yeah. yeah. I mean, there, there are a few others that that are popular. There are not popular that that were popular at one point. This guy Eddie Clark, uh, one of the the dean of London bartenders in the late '40s, early '50s, had the Comet cocktail for the Comet, which was the first. Uh, international passenger jet, oh, very which cool. uh, it's a beautiful drink with uh, grapefruit juice and uh, Vanderhum, South African, uh, like orange liqueur and mm. uh, brandy. A really, really tasty drink. Unfortunately, uh, the comet on the South Africa run, which was his drink was for, succumbed to metal fatigue and one of its wings fell off and every oh. on it, everybody on it was killed. So that was the end of the comet as a passenger plane. But uh, Probably won't be ordering one of those on my next flight. No, um, it's, uh, I think it's probably a bad omen, yeah. which is too bad because it's a tasty drink. Yeah, not not going to drink that one. Nope. Nope. There are a couple. There are a few others. There's uh, another really ill-omened one, the burnt fuselage. Oh yeah. After World War One, uh, you just referenced that yeah, in our recent story. An American pilot who flew for the French, uh, you know, tribute to his his fellows who went down in flames. So that's a little gross, but yeah. well, we've still got the B fifty two. Yeah, uh, <laughs> absolutely. Which is both still flying and somebody somewhere <laughs> still drinking. Well, it's funny that like the rules. Even I've talked to some brands. I'm always like, why aren't you on a like on the cart, like mm-hmm. you should be in there. Like, well, to be on the cart, you need to be in a plastic bottle. Yeah, and we won't do it because we're we're like a super premium brand. So like, we don't yeah. do we don't like, do plastic. Right, we don't do plastic. Like yeah. our minis are glass. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. It, and I, you know, it's one of those funny things where you don't really think about it. But then you look at you know as as you and I do <laughs> spend a lot of time looking at airplane menus and what's on the drink cart. And, Realize obviously everything is in a tiny bottle I, and I everything. I spent so much time looking down the aisle, yeah, wanting the with, drink cart with to the come anticipation. Uh, a few years ago, this uh, uh, shop in Silver Lake in Los Angeles, barkeeper was selling drink carts, and I thought I was I really wanted to buy one. It was a little expensive, but uh, just because uh, if you wheel it out for your guests, oh my the God. anticipation would be so high. That would it's be amazing. completely Pavlovian. Oh, absolutely. You know, here comes the cart, and, and I'm moving it very slowly. And you would only serve them like half a can of soda. Yeah, You're exactly. You're like, I'm sorry. Exactly. Sorry. And the little mini, but uh, some some people do a little more. I was flying uh, on Aer Lingus once from uh, Belfast 
to uh, New York around Christmas time uh, with Gaz Regan, uh, my friend, our, our you know amazingly amusing. Uh, uh, master bartender and, <laughs> and character and raconteur. And Gaz and I had been uh, enjoying Belfast. This was after the Troubles were done. And we get on the plane, and it's a five-hour, pretty quick yeah. flight. The flight attendant spent the whole time serving alcohol. Wow. And there were people drinking. That is Aer Lingus, I yeah, think. Yeah, they were drinking because it yep. was free, yep. and they knew they were ready for it. They yep. knew what to expect, and people were they just getting thirsty. two double vodkas, right. you know, and oh, yeah. and they were just drinking right. like crazy, and nobody was crazy. Nobody was uh, ill-behaved. Everybody was pounding down the drinks. Gaz and I were just looking at each other like, <laughs> how is this even possible? And here's somebody, you know, he's got like two yeah. whiskeys and, and a big can of, uh, yeah. of Guinness Stout. And uh, and that's his third. I, I think uh, the ads for Aer Lingus in Ireland must basically just say unlimited drinks. Like, yeah. Come party on. party yeah. in the air. Come thirsty. Whatever it is. Party you're like, like you're at the airport bar. Because <laughs> uh, before they get on, it's the same. You know? Although it's, if you do ask them for like coffee, they give you the weirdest look. Yeah. It's like, like why are you drinking like coffee? Like coffee? why? That's not, what you're, that's not what this flight is for. <laughs> like didn't you see the ad? We're a bar We here. don't have coffee <laughs> unless you want an espresso martini. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I was impressed. Um, I got uh, upgraded to uh, the first class in Delta a few days ago. And all of the glasses are Alessi ones. Like oh, it says Alessi nice. for Delta, like the coffee oh, cup. Wow. Oh, the logo. How very And fancy. then I'd always, you know, yeah, they, yeah. they kind of bring out the snacks and I thought, oh, yeah. that's like a nice, and I could never tell if it was just my like jet lag or if they were actually nice basket. And I imagine that's also Alessi. It's one. probably Alessi. Yeah, which is, I suddenly had, you know, uh, wanting all of their mm-hmm. uh, glassware and uh, all the silverware from, uh, sadly, I had to give it all back, but um, <laughs> they make you do that. They do. Yeah, they do. They're pretty careful these days yeah. about that. They count their knives. They count their forks. <laughs> I would too if it was a lessee. Yeah, you know, gave exactly. them my house and I had yeah, a lessee yeah, yeah. silverware. I would make sure that you didn't walk out with any of it either. There is still room for these airlines if if they wanted to 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 make their drinks better and to do you know. Real yeah, I, I, I'm always sad because I see them launching cocktails and their cocktails are always these like it's kind of like the 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 uh the elephant is a horse designed by committee you know right and their 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 cocktails are it's always got like bubbles in it like bubbly water yeah. and juice and spirits and yeah. something sweet and they're always these just drinks that are really not very interesting they could have like a simple old-fashioned and right. everybody would be happy or, or um, make a negroni like yeah you know. it's true or even just if even if they start stocking ginger beer in addition to ginger ale yeah like then you could make you know moscow mules yeah, and dark or, and stormy exactly and, you know and that would be yeah, so i'd like to simple. see them uh stock a dark rum for instance right i feel like i've seen myers's Rum. Oh, I haven't. Oh, I think I, would I, I feel be like very that, happy with yeah, that. Yeah, that would work. Uh, mm-hmm. That would certainly work. Um, I mean, it's gotten to the point where I uh, I'll travel in my little uh, uh, carry on uh, toiletries kit. I have a little bottle of uh, my my traveler's companion, as I call it, which is a dark sugar syrup, very thick, two right. to one, with demerara sugar uh, mixed with bitters. And uh, so I get one of the little bottles. Yeah, I pour it on ice. I pour in just a little teaspoonful of this syrup stir it around in Done. instant old-fashioned yeah. and the stuff keeps forever yeah. and it's like that's better and it's very simple it's true and you i know? don't i don't know if they 
I don't know if they sell it or if they give it away, but Angostura also makes those tiny, those tiny, those tiny miniatures, those, yeah, the minis that that you know they give out at some of our cocktail yeah. uh, conferences. And but stuff, then you need but, you you do need a little sugar in it. Yeah. But, oh, absolutely, absolutely. But, but, you, but usually still, you can get sugar, like depending upon how like gracious the flight attendant is. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, there, there's that. Um, to, I mean, I'm always asking for you know I want a coffee and a club soda and that, yeah. <laughs> but then you're like I want you know a couple of limes and. Uh, ginger beer and they want the you know i don't i mean you have you, a I'm, copper can give me the copper mug too uh, and usually they don't you know they don't come back all that often either no, which is a problem. you get one shot yeah one shot it's like i won't take any peanuts just give me extra lines something uh, but i mean some some airlines are better about that than others yeah absolutely i had a very long flight from uh london to sydney once and uh it couldn't have been better because they kept coming with Australian craft beer. Right. Every, that's... you know, they just came down the aisle. Would you care for another beer? Yes. Why? Now that you mention it. Okay. I would. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. That this is, great. this is delicious. Yeah. And um, Malaysian food they were serving, wow. like roti, like curry right. roti. And uh, they gave us pajamas. This was in business class. Right. But, but uh, still, but that's. But, so everybody changed into their pajamas and uh, and uh, <laughs> little pajama and party. These, these kind of nice design, right, like kind right. of gray designer pajamas, right. very pleasant. And uh, you just knew that you were going to be there for fourteen hours, so right. you might as well just sit chill. back, have some yeah. beers, yeah, have some beers, watch The Godfather, watch The right. French Connection, you could watch every Godfather, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It was uh, it was great. You know, so it can be done. Yeah, it can be done. It's uh, I just like to see uh, that kind of generosity and graciousness. And that's what I'd like to see in airport bars too, because yeah. we don't see that as much. Yeah. Uh, it's too many, too too many times. It seems like the employees are harried, and yeah. uh, well, they seem like they're the ones trying to catch a plane, not us. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> that's exactly it. They don't have time for <laughs> no, you. No, no, throw that drink down. They got to <laughs> run. Yeah, they got to yeah. run. Well, safe travels, Dave. I'll look out for you in the airport and happy trails. And uh, we'll be clinking glasses. Uh, of randomly made gin and tonic somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely, in our own homemade uh, old fashions. Don't be exactly. weirded out if you see us on the plane. Yeah. It's just pouring things fashion. out of bottles. Just an yeah. old fashioned. Just people. an old fashioned. <laughs> Think nothing of it. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 